Welcome back to Christmas Clatter. I'm Todd Killian. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving weekend. Just a few more days left in November. We'll be into December. And uh, man, time slow down a little bit, please. Have some great new episodes for you guys this week. Um, have some new uh, music artists I want to introduce you guys to. And uh, some great conversations with people. As we pull into December, uh, change my focus a little bit, won't be promoting so much uh, music or things people have done. Um, we'll get more into Christmas and uh, talking uh, to one another. Might just be me and you a couple times on here on the podcast, but uh, we'll, see, we'll see about that. <clears throat> I just want to remind everybody that on... Uh, YouTube, our Christmas party on December 10th, Friday night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Please show, uh, please be sure to uh, hop on and join us. Plenty of giveaways and prizes and guests and, and things like that. So that's, that's wonderful. Also, we'll be doing an advent calendar every day, 1st through 24th on YouTube. And I'd like for you guys to be there for that if you can. Uh, today's episode is a real special episode. I have uh, Angie Uliberry from the Georgia Festival of Trees. It's a big uh, festival um, of Christmas trees and all kinds of things. I'll I'll let her get into all that. But they're raising money for a special cause. They're just doing really really great work there. Be t-shirts available on Christmas Clatter merch if uh, you're interested in those to help with that cause. But uh, Joining Angie and I is uh, the one and only Santa Dad. This is a, a charity that's uh, close to his home and close to his heart, and he has become a part of it as well um, because he believes in it so much. So I kind of cut the announcements a little short today, and we'll get into this episode. This is my conversation with uh, Angie from the Georgia Festival of Trees and the one and only Santa dead. Well, joining us here on Christmas Clatter from the Georgia Festival of Trees is Angie Uliberry. And joining us again here on Christmas Clatter is Randy Santa Dad Powers. A lot of great stuff going on down in Georgia. And uh, thank you so much for both of you hopping on here on Christmas Clatter. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So happy to be back. Well, Randy, well, I'll start. I'll just call you Santa Dad by your real name. Santa Dad, you contacted me about this Georgia uh, Festival of Trees. It's something you, you're getting involved with uh, uh, down there. Just uh, tell us a little bit of uh, how you became involved you know, in the Festival of Trees. Well, it was pretty straightforward, actually. I mean, but, you know, we sp I spoke with you before, and so... Uh, if listeners want to go back and check out that previous episode, they can learn more about what it is we're doing. But a key part of that is community outreach. And as we headed towards the holiday season, I was looking for a way to generate some activity locally, just thinking around my, my hometown here. Uh, and one of the ideas that came to me was, should I or could I do a festival of trees inside my local community and just help support the local businesses that way? And as I started doing research about it, I thought for sure this was not an original idea. I mean, because I'd seen it in other places. So I started looking around. 
I saw that Georgia had had one, but very quickly I realized that that one no longer existed, but there was a new one and I didn't know anything about it. And so I didn't know a better way to do it than to just jump in with both feet and reach out to the organization and ask questions. And that led me to Miss Angie. And she was very helpful from the very beginning, pulled me right in. And we worked out a way that I could put this, my skills and availability to the best use to help her uh, promote the festival, uh, which I, I would not have gotten involved if I didn't believe in what she was trying to do and uh, the, the backing for where the money was going and all those sorts of things. And so the longer we talked, the more good I felt about it. And she was nice enough to let me join and be a part of the team. So for the last couple of months, you know, I've just kind of been ringing the bell and trying to spread the good word about it and uh, doing anything I can to help amplify her message and, and the mission of the Georgia Festival of Trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know your heart getting to know you over the past uh, several months and, and stuff. And I know you got a big heart for this kind of thing. Angie, you're doing a lot of good work down there. You know, I've, I've read through uh, your website and, and things, but for those that have never heard of the Georgia Festival of Trees, just just tell us what the what the charity and, and the, the cause is all about. Well, the, the general idea is, um, as Randy mentioned, there was a festival in Atlanta previously that ran for about 30 years, and uh, their um, festival benefited the Children's Hospital here in Atlanta. Um, and that's a pretty typical uh, festival of trees scenario. Uh, when we came to Atlanta, we noticed right away that there was no festival of trees, and I found that to be interesting in a city of this size. And uh, so, you know, we, we we thought that's really odd. And after a couple of years, decided to to take a closer look and see if we couldn't change that um, because festivals of this sort are fabulous fundraising vehicle, but more importantly, well, I don't know if it's more importantly, but just as importantly, they're an incredible community building um, opportunity. And since I love both of those things, um, I thought, you know, this is something that I think we really could, we can do it because we know it was done before it ran a long time, was super successful, much loved in the community. And so um, we knew that, you know, what better time after coming through COVID and all the difficulties that we've experienced in the city so fractured, um, you know, we needed a really big dose of um, community uh, building and charitable engagement. And so we set out to do just that. And it was a huge undertaking because we knew that here in Atlanta, you have to go big or go home. Mm -hmm. And we had to perform something pretty spectacular to get the the city's attention. Um, so uh, we've been working at it for two years, and we are five days away from opening our first year. Oh well, that sounds exciting for for those that possibly not exactly sure what a festival of trees is. Yes, just walk us through that process. So the 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 main uh, the main show at a festival of trees are the trees and they come from donors throughout the community, local businesses, families, churches, civic groups, um, clubs, any number of, of uh, sources. And these are people of uh, people who want to design and decorate a tree and bring it 
for our auction. And that's where the fundraising comes in. It's the, um, these trees are auctioned off on the opening night. And then they remain on site on uh, display for the rest of the week for the general public to come and see. Because it's not very often you get to see, um, you know, I think we're going to have approximately 160 designer trees all in one place. Um, it's really fun to just walk through the, the aisles of trees and see uh, the beautiful creativity that has come from our community. So. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of excitement around coming to see the trees, but in addition, we want to create a, a um, an enormous festival environment, and so we added a stage that will run entertainment uh, from three o'clock in the afternoon through the rest of the evening. Uh, normally, we run it all day with school groups, but COVID kind of put a little bit of a damper on that. No school groups are really performing right now, so. Yeah. Our entertainment will start in the late afternoon, and we've got an incredible lineup of local entertainment. Um, and so we're really excited about that. And then we have gift shops that are just filled with all kinds of really fun holiday uh, gifts and house, you know, uh, decorating things. And it's really fun. And we have a children's gift shop, gift shop full of um, toys and all kinds of fun things. And we also have a secret Santa shop where the kids can shop for their parents with no, without um, their parents being present. Uh, they have an elf escort and they can wrap up the gifts and have a nice surprise for their parents. So it's kind of fun. We also have children's activities with games and uh, uh, crafts and all kinds of fun things. And uh, Santa, of course, will be there. So there's a lot going on, food, fun, music, and just a spectacle of it, it. If it has anything to do with Christmas, you're probably going to see it there. Yeah. You're making me want to jump in my car and drive the eight hours to Atlanta just to be, to be you a should. part. It's going to be fun. I, I, when, I, when I first talked to Santa dad about this, I, um, I was like, I think I can make it down there, but with work and, and the way things ended up falling, it, it was like, yeah, I'm just not going to be able to, uh, you know, yeah, it's be able to make it. But I, you know, good Lord willing, I will be down there next year in Atlanta to, to be a part okay. of this. Because yeah, of, yeah, you have time to plan. Yes, I'll have time to plan and, and uh, get it all set up and, and uh, you know, be down there. But that sounds amazing. It, it's like, so the the trees, let's talk about the trees a little bit before we get like into the, the charity work and stuff. You said designer trees and they're done by businesses. So I'm sure there's like, you know, several different flavors of, you know, trees, as far as the design, you probably have some stuff that's just really, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, kind of like a traditional Christmas kind of tree. And then you probably have some that are just like abstract, you know, and yes. uh, have you had a chance to see the tree, any of the trees? No, yet? No. no. Well, I can see the three inside my house that are here mm -hmm. and, uh, that I did. And, uh, um, I've seen a couple that, have been done at the warehouse. We've let a few people come in and do a couple at the warehouse. Uh, and I've seen pictures of some others and I've heard descriptions of yet more and it's going to be really fun. Oh, I can yeah. hardly stand it. I can't wait. So the way it works is that on Monday, the 29th of November, that's uh -huh. our decorating day. It's the day before we open and all of the tree donors will come in and put their trees up. And so it's really 
really fun to see these trees come to life. And um, another component I failed to mention was that we don't stop at just trees. We also have a wreath section, uh, a centerpiece area that is a little bit of a catch-all of some other fun Christmas decor. Mm -hmm. And then my favorite, my personal favorite, is the nativities. And I can I can say with a hundred percent surety that there are things at this festival that you cannot buy anywhere. You will have the one and only one in existence. Um, so it's pretty cool. We that have is. seen some really incredible donations. So the nativity selection alone is just awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. You know, I have yeah. a heart. This is a little off subject. I always have a hard time finding a good nativity set for some reason. It's like I look at them and I'm, I'm never really quite satisfied with them. I know. For some reason. It's I like know. it's like I don't know what it is. It's like they, some of them are really nice, and it's like mm, no, you know, the best one I found is uh, there's a peanuts one, and then there's that little Fisher Price plastic one. And it's like I love are, the Fisher Price yes. one. We have that. My grandkids love it. Yeah, we put that up. We put that up. It's like that's the best one I've found. I, you know, you get all those serious ones and stuff, and they just don't seem right. I don't know. Well, what it for is. the last year, I've collected them for the event because uh-huh. um, I wasn't sure if um, people would really catch on to what we were going for. Right. So I wanted to create it this year to kind uh-huh. of show the direction we wanted to go. And man, there's some really neat nativities. I'm so excited. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that. Uh, that that is exciting. It's all exciting. That is really exciting. So, so Santa Dad, you talked about you know wanting to give back and to uh, you know find a place to to have a charitable aspect of Santa Dad and uh, uh, Wellspring Living is is what the Georgia Festival. Uh, let me start over with that. Uh, <clears throat> Wellspring Living is is what the uh, Georgia Festival of Trees is uh, sponsoring and what they're raising funds for. What what about uh, Wellspring Living just kind of, kind of you know, connected with you. Well, it, I don't know. I think it was. I think it was two or three different like ways. Like, I thought that I understood why I wanted to support their efforts mm-hmm. at the beginning because uh, they checked all the immediate boxes. Like, it's a local thing. Um, I spend a lot of time in Atlanta because I work down there. Uh, so there were a lot of things that sort of pulled me in immediately, but the more I learned about it and then the more I sat with it and thought about it, I think it all comes back to, um, just becoming when I became a father, like my oldest daughter is six years old. She'll be seven in February. And I was always someone, and maybe this is not that uh, unique. But I was always someone who, although I was an uncle and had friends who had children, I never really felt a, an attachment. Then we had our first child, uh, then our second child, and then our first child began to go to school. And I would find myself in the in the car line at school looking at all the other children and just thinking, uh, I, I just saw them in a different way. You know, like everything was different. It, nothing was the same. And so it just sort of sharpened my focus um, and reminded me that, yes, I do care for these children. I don't want anything to happen to any of them. You know, it's not just my little girl I'm worried about. I'm worried about them all, you know, as I saw them walking to school and things like that. And and so I think that part, again, the more I sat with it, that really just kind of set 
uh, on my heart and I thought about it a lot. And I'm like, this is a really positive thing because again, at that point I just had to know more. So I began to educate myself about it, see what they did to help people, how it wasn't, uh, uh like a, a one-time thing. Like, you know, they, they're there for the entire process, um, to try to get rid of the scourge of, of sex trafficking. So, and then people who have gone through it and survived it and, there's another side once you get out of that, if you're fortunate enough to. And so, uh, again, th- there was a lot of it. So at first it was cursory and then it became much more personal. Um, and it, I, again, I just really I had no issues with stepping in and saying, let me lend whatever I can to this effort, um, be it big or small. I, I wanted to be able to sort of do what I could to assist. Um, and I, I just, I felt really good about it. And it's an avenue that I probably wouldn't have pursued had I created my own event, right. Yeah. Of some type, it, I would have gone a different way, something I was more used to, which is working for, uh, like working with the Northeast Georgia food bank and places like that, things that I have experience with. Um, but this was a different way, uh, for me to do something. And it's a way that come to find out really touched me. You know, yeah. it made me feel something different. Um, so I, I, I sleep easy at night knowing I'm involved in doing something to support that effort. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand that. Angie, how come the, the Georgia Festival of Trees uh, chose to partner with uh, Wellspring Living? Well, that's a, an interesting story. Um, so over the years, uh, we've lived in a lot of different places and met a lot of different people. And um Several years ago, our paths crossed with a family who had lost a, a small child to a kidnapping um, in a foreign country. Um, they lived in Haiti. And um, I didn't know anything really about it. I never asked the mom about it. I didn't feel like it was my, it wasn't right to pry. Um, but I knew about it in a cursory sort of way. And then, um, Fast forward a few years, a good friend of mine who also knew this family, she said she told me about a book that had been written by the uh, president and CEO of Operation Underground Railroad, which is a group that does uh, they rescue children out of human trafficking all over the world. And he wrote a book and she said, you got to read this book. It'll blow your mind. So I read the book and discovered that the whole reason he started what he was doing was because of this family that we knew. And he had been helping them try to find their son. And I never knew their story until I read his book. And it really piqued my interest into um, the calamity of human trafficking worldwide. Uh, But it wasn't until an accidental stumbling upon some information that I realized that um, the problem in the United States is different, but it's just horrific. Yeah. And particularly in Atlanta, it's one of the worst cities in the nation. And this was very eye-opening for me and um, terrifying. I was, I thought, and it got to the point where I couldn't sleep. It was, it was bothering me so much. And I kept thinking, oh my gosh, why is this happening to me? And um, I didn't know what to do. I felt like, oh, I could maybe write a check mm-hmm. to somebody and, And then I would feel better and walk away, but that was not enough. And so I was so tormented by it for so long. I was losing sleep. I was 
it, it was consuming me. And finally, I, I didn't know what to do. So finally, I said, I, I will, I will set it aside, like make a decision and set this aside. And when, when God is ready to tell me what I am supposed to do, then I'll know. Mm-hmm. And I set it aside and it was about three or six months later that I was thinking about the festival of trees again. And all of a sudden it was just like, <laughs> the two <laughs> things came together so suddenly it was, and it's so silly because both were so present in my world, but I never had married them. And uh, when that happened, the, the engine started turning and things started to move very quickly. Yeah. And we knew we needed to pick uh, a, a charitable organization to support um, in there, somebody who was doing significant work in the state of Georgia in in um, the human trafficking um, world, and so we started to look at all the different organizations and getting information, and we discovered that Wellspring Living had something that nobody else had, and that was um, a multifaceted approach with an incredibly high percentage of success. And when we looked at their programs, we were like, this is incredible work and we want to, we want to help them. Yeah. And when I say that they have, they, they look at it from all different aspects. So they, they have a, they just opened their um, center here in Georgia. They're receiving hope center where they have, um, they take in children ages 12 to 18 or 17 who have just been removed from trafficking situations. They're brought in straight from that into the center where they stay for about 90 days and they never have to leave. Everything they need happens in that center. All of their police interviews take place there. They only have to tell their story once. They see a doctor there. They can get everything they need. They go to school there and uh, it's very stabilizing. And then they help them get into longer term care after that. And they are the only place of that kind in the state of Georgia. It is where all police officers and um, other law enforcement bring children who are found to be in these situations. Yeah, That's significant work. And they also are able now to take boys and transgender youth, which I think is pretty amazing. Yeah, so, that's fantastic. So we liked that. And then we liked the fact that they did long-term care. They mm-hmm. helped women rebuild their lives and boys. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, they're in the, um, in the Atlanta public school system at the alternative high school, where they have a program that helps to identify at-risk youth and hopefully intervene before anything happens. And those things really spoke to me. And I thought, you know, um, they're, they're, they're just taking all these different approaches and it's, uh, it meant a lot to me. And I thought this is, these are the people I want to be involved with. So we, um, we did it and they've been great partners. We really enjoyed getting to know them and seeing the great work they're doing. Yeah. I, I really, when, you know, I, I've, you know, looked for, you know, different charities to be a part of, you know, throughout different times, you know, in my, in my life. And and one thing I always look for is for that charity that just doesn't have that revolving door of, oh, you're here. Here's a little help. You're pet you on the head and you're on your way. 
you know, I guess there's a time and place for things like that in certain situations, but you know, to have a charity that's like committed to the long haul for people mm-hmm. that need the help is, is really something special because, you know, that takes so much commitment, not only, you know, financially, but just in time and, you know, in, in effort and, and things. And so to find a charity that will take, um, you know, situations that are just so dire and hard to talk about and even hard to like comprehend, you know, and, and people, you know, and, and kids that, that, you know, really need the help. It's just, it really, um, you know, it's really something that needs to be addressed, not only in Atlanta, but, you know, nationwide, worldwide, because right. it is a, it is a, you know, terrible problem. Um, one thing I, I thought about, you know, when I was doing research and stuff is, um, it's, it's real fitting that, that you're the, you know, you know, Georgia festival of trees and it's Christmas and Christmas celebrations, you know, that is raising money for a charity, um, like a uh, wellspring living because <clears throat> my, my one, probably my favorite Christmas song is Oh, Holy Night, which is, you know, originally French and it was, it was translated in, uh, 1855 into English by, um, John Sullivan, um, Dwight. And, uh, he kind of, he kind of turned one of the verses a little bit more poignant than, uh, it originally should have been translated in the French. And, and that verse was, uh, the chain shall he break for the slave is our brother, you know? And, uh, this was like six years before the civil war, you know? So, you know, not that it had like a monstrous impact on the civil war, but you could just see how such a popular Christmas song could, you know, get in people's hearts and, you know, in their minds and start making that transition to, to start ending, you know, that, that, that terrible, um, situation that, you know, terrible policy that, that, that the, you know, United States have. So it's real fitting that the, you know, the tree festival of trees is, is kind of, forgive my pun here, getting back to some of the Christmas roots of making sure people have that freedom that, uh, they, that they were born with and deserve and, uh, and, and things. So that just, I don't know, it just seemed like a little bit of, uh, symmetry, a little bit of, uh, you know, synchrony uh, there, mm-hmm. you know, between the, between the two. And, and, uh, I just, I just, I don't know. It hit me funny, <laughs> you know, it just kind of warmed my heart, but, uh, it is, uh, it is a really, really great charity. And I encourage each and every person to, uh, take a, take a look at it and take a look at the Georgia festival of trees is, um, to get involved and, you know, make sure you follow you guys on the social medias and, and, uh, take a look at your website. So. What is the first day of the Georgia Festival of Trees? What day the do you? First day is Tuesday, November thirtieth. We okay. open in the evening for our auction. All right. Well, Fine the, times. Yep. So that as as this episode airs, of course, we're recording a few days before. As this episode airs, today is November 29th. so that's tomorrow. It will be opening if you're listening to this the day it comes out. So if you're in the Georgia area. And I'm just going to say this whole state because Atlanta is not far from wherever you are. No. Nope. And, uh, um, you know, make your way there for, for the, uh, part of the week or the weekend and, and get involved and at least, you know, buy a ticket, walk through, buy some snacks, listen to some music, buy some, you know, Christmas presents and, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, be a part and, and you never, you never know what, uh, what, who you'll meet, who you'll run into. And, uh, and your support and your 
you know, your support just in attendance would be a wonderful thing because then that way the 2022 Georgia Festival of Trees will, could be even larger. So, yeah. Angie, let everybody know uh, where they can find you, find the Georgia Festival of Trees and Wellspring Living. So, you can find us on the web at gafestivaloftrees.org. Our uh, on Instagram, Georgia Festival of Trees. Facebook is also Georgia Festival of Trees. And Wellspring Living is wellspringliving.org. Uh, They're very much worth taking a peek at their website. They're pretty cool. And uh, let's see, I think that's all of the important stuff. And just so everybody knows, you know, we've tried to make the festival, um, you know, it's it's happening in downtown Atlanta and downtown Atlanta and affordable usually don't go together, but we wanted it to. So we priced our tickets so that families can come. And so um, check us out. You can buy tickets online, watch for, um, you know, let's see if you, I think we'll probably run a sale all the way through um, Tuesday. So nice. you know, be watching for our, our sale price on our website and you can also buy tickets at the door, but you'll get a better deal online. So yeah, yeah, definitely check those out. And uh, all those links will be in the show notes and description. So if you're, if you're driving or unable to uh, write those down, you'll just be a tap tap away. If you open up the show notes and uh, Santa dad, where can everybody find you? It's pretty simple. We are at the Santa Dad across all the socials. So whatever your favorite, find us there. We have some sort of presence. Some are goofier than others. Uh, and, and to follow along on, on what Angie was saying, um, the Georgia Festival of Trees, when I think about it, uh, it fell right in line with what we believe, which is that Christmas is for everyone. So just come down. There's guaranteed to be something there for you that you can enjoy. Check it out. Uh, again, hit the socials, hit uh, Wellspring Living, Georgia Festival of Trees, check my pages, check my website, because uh, you find all kinds of goodies, discount codes and things like that. So uh, be sure to look around, check us out, and uh, I would love to hear from you about this or anything else. All right. Man, I love this episode, guys, because it's you, you, you hit some Easter eggs for me. I have uh, my, my, I call it my Christmas Eve episode, which I always have a Christmas message for. I always release it on the 23rd though then on Christmas Eve and uh, we talked about mangers and Santa Dad you said that Christmas is for everyone and those are some Easter eggs for my Christmas Eve message to everybody this year so that's a little teaser uh, guys thanks so much for hopping on here with me and before we go I'm going to pop up here uh, on the screen a t-shirt you guys remember in October we did uh Christmas without cancer, you buy a t-shirt proceeds go to Christmas without cancer. We're going to do the same thing for the Georgia festival of trees. Here's this festival of trees, t-shirt, this design, any proceeds of this design, uh, whether it's a t-shirt or a coffee mug, whatever you buy a sticker, all the proceeds will go uh, directly to the Georgia festival of trees. And that will be running uh, from now uh, through, uh, let's just say through the rest of the year and uh, probably trickle off into january because i'm not real great about taking that stuff down right away but uh you know for for a little over a month or so and and uh and that'd be a great way if you guys aren't you know close to uh you're far away the other side of the world or uh, across the country grab a great t-shirt and support a great cause and angie thank you santa dad thank you 
And uh, thank you. If I don't talk to either one of you before, before you both have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you. You too. And thanks for your time. Oh, anytime. Anytime. Christmas Clatter is a production of Very Merry Media. And as always, keep Christmas hope alive every day.